Hello, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to episode five of season two of Fits and Chips. I'm Jack Fitzpatrick, your host. Uh, I was meant to be given the introduction uh, by my co-host, who last week whinged, or last episode whinged that he's not doing it, but decided to chicken out at the last minute. I didn't minute. whinge so, you're not doing it. I said, can you change it? Can you not talk yet? I haven't introduced you, James. He's uh, got the backbone of an octopus who, if you don't know much about science, <laughs> they don't have any. James Frawley, thank you for joining me. G'day, Jack. What's going on? Uh, just out here to record another podcast, and we're joined by a special guest yet again, James, a first timer to the podcast. You want to give him? A, you want to give him the pump up? Big Lukey Bruce, game two hundred one. Uh, after he meant to have him on game two hundred, but uh, he was a busy man that week, so he couldn't get him on. But he's uh, been nice enough to come on after game two hundred one, mate. So, congrats on the two hundred. Thanks, boys. Uh, it's good to be here. I'm uh, looking forward to a good episode. Um, be interested to see what you got for me this week in fits and chips. We're, we're a little bit nervous getting Punky on because he's the world's nicest human being, <laughs> which means that sometimes people who are too nice can be boring and not have stories, Chip. Oh, he's got a few stories, I reckon. <laughs> a few stories for him that we can hopefully get out for the listeners. We'll, uh, yeah, see what we can dig up in the chest of drawers down below, but we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see what, what you have in stock. We'll in see store. what's uh, PG, eh? Apparently, the family club, we, uh, uh, Amy, um, most of the stuff we talk about, me and Jack, gets edited off because uh, it's not family enough. <laughs> so uh, we'll try and keep it PG for punk, but um, probably won't be any stories and if they're all PG, mate. Throw them under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Fair well, enough. I, I, don't have, I don't have a Twitch account. He's a nice bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a Twitch account, so we can't go there again. So. Uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> I'll just follow James Sicily and what he does. <laughs> Let's talk about footy first up, Punky. As we said, you've just played your 201st game. Lovely 200th game, sharing it with big boy McAvoy, a nice win against the Pies. So let's look back at your career. Do you have a favourite moment? Uh, is there many? Is there one that stands out? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Obviously, your debut probably is one that jumps to mind straight away. Um, for, especially for me, it was probably a bit of a lengthy apprenticeship down at Box Hill. So nearly 50-odd games down there and then get a start with the senior side. Uh, it was a pretty special one. But then after that, probably the 2013 grand final probably jumps out as well um, to lose 12 and then um, work pretty hard that next year and come back, get a second chance at a grand final and, and finally win one. Um, it was probably pretty special. Absolutely. Chipper, what about you? You got a highlight from just over 200 career games? Uh, the highlight for mine was uh, watching new tunnel ball, uh, the ball through the goals and got it? against Collingwood. Horrible um, decision. And uh, they want, they pretty much lost them the game. That's probably more like career highlights. I cost us one goal and we lost by five. I'm hardly my fault. Oh, there's nothing wrong with throwing the ball fits. It's all right. Uh, I, th- I throw it once a week, so it's fine. <laughs> so yeah. you didn't get away with it. Yeah, well, unfortunately, well, he actually was a, a meter out from his goal. Legs. Yeah. He went like that, so he's standing that way and threw it under his legs. Well, I don't go inside 50, so. Defensive, defensive 50, 50, so. That's fair enough. Yeah. No, uh, probably, uh, honestly, the uh, the 2015 grand final um, was probably. Special moment, I think, um, even the prelim the week before. Um, I remember having a pretty tough game against uh, Frio and we got the chockies and then um, both myself and Isaac stayed over the night and we were carrying on like hooligans, um, driving to Cottesloe in the old van. I uh, went down for a swim and, and some deep down at Cottesloe. And, um, you would have yeah. your budgie, we'll, budgie smugglers on then? We were yelling out the window at all the Frio fans, come on the dockers! and all this stuff. <laughs> so it was, uh, <laughs> That's yeah, a good story. It was that. pretty funny. That's never seen the light of day until now. Shit. Yeah, no, we speak about it a little bit, me and Isaac, so probably just high on life, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, too. yep. Fair enough. So, moving on from uh, from the Collingwood game in your 200th punk, we uh, look back to round 17, which is just gone. First time the Hawks have had back-to-back wins for the season. Is it 
Good to have that little monkey off the back. Was it something that was playing on the group's mind or not at all? Yeah, during our uh, good years, we were sometimes six, seven, eight, eight in a row. So to get two in a row, a bit of a different feeling. But yeah, it was good to string a couple of wins together. Uh, Frio obviously aren't travelling that great at, at the moment, but um, still good to get a win um, down in Tassie. Yeah, I think uh, nothing was on our minds, playing on the minds, but um, yeah, I guess it's just a good thing to... Um, have two successive um, um, successful performances. Though successive that doesn't make sense. Two successful performances in a row, and um, yeah, I think uh, hopefully this week against the Catters we can uh, bring that effort and, and attitude, and um, yeah, give them a real test. That would be very nice. And, and there are a lot of positives to come from the game. From you know a fan's perspective, you look at Mitch Lewis with three goals, young Ollie Hanrahan, um, Mini Luke Bruce almost with two goals, and, and James Warple, our favourite here, the Warpedo. With 33 touches, what what were the other positives to come out of the game? Well, I think the other two would be probably Wingard and, and Birchall getting through unscathed, and um, you see some of the kicks that Birch can pull off in the back line um, sets so many of our attacking raids up from that back half. So um, it was good to see him back. I, I certainly love playing uh, when Birch was out there running off half back, and then obviously took a Wingard. What what he did in the middle of the field was was pretty special as well, and then slotted a couple of goals. I think uh, other positives is uh, old Nashi. Um, thought he played pretty well, um, you know, creating contests and and uh, putting that forward pressure on. I think uh, kicked one himself. Uh, but yeah, just that pressure he puts on him and Poppy. Um, yeah, it definitely helps us backs down there. Hundred percent. And you spoke about having Birch back in the team. Um, it's been such a long time since he has played. Uh, give give listeners an insight into playing with Grant Birch. Well, I still think he's one of the more underrated players in the whole competition. Yeah, I'd certainly agree with that comment. Uh, he's, I think everyone does forget how good he was, like All-Australian, uh, four-time premiership, uh, premiership player. Like just His record sort of stands for itself. And I think the biggest thing we get from Birch is when he crosses that white line, how tough and hard he is. And then, as I said before, his ability to make a good decision and then execute the skill probably 95% of the time um, is some of the best I've seen. So, um, yeah, he's, he's a pretty special player for us. And... Um, just so strong through that that big ass of his, <laughs> he, he can um, roll over anyone. So he gets that big fan going as well. So yeah, he's a, he's a ripper for us. Hundred percent. And Chip, but what about Nat Fife? He, he kicked a couple on the weekend, not necessarily as a forward, but what's it like playing against him? And what did you think of his performance? Um, yeah, um, I think I lined up on him in the last quarter, and um, yeah, he's like a, a full forward size. He's a big boy, um, very athletic, big legs. Pretty thick through the body, so he's uh, a pretty strong lad uh, and can run um, a fair bit for a big fella. So, um, yeah, I think that second quarter kicked three goals and pretty much um, put the free on, on his back and, and said, you know, follow me, boys. And, um, yeah, got him back in the game. And, um, yeah, I think uh, after that, um, yeah, I think we I think how he was tagging him in the first half and we dropped the tag in the second half and um, it allowed our mids to actually get back on top. Uh, so I think that second half of the second quarter, they probably started beating us around that area and, um yeah, when, they, when we dropped that tag, that allowed our, our um, mids to hunt the ball. and um, Probably was why um, we probably end up winning the game. 100%. Now, just before we move on from round 17 and, and focus more on our special guest, Luke Bruce, there is one little side note. Now, don't know if you listened a couple of weeks ago. I'm sure all the players tune into Fits and Chips, Punky. Uh, we were talking how twice in the last 105 games um, Josh Kennedy had been kept goalless mm. and both were by yours truly sitting next to us old, old Chip Frawley and he then went on to whinge about how he was robbed of not getting a norm spot and <laughs> all those kinds but, of things uh, they got stitched up again by Amy and the crew there was um, <laughs> once again for the first time in, in a while that wasn't by you Chip Josh Kennedy was kept goalless on the weekend mm. yeah how does that 
feel, James? You, you, you've got one of the, a brethren and you've got Josh Kennedy Goalless Club. It's probably one of the worst stats I've ever heard, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but uh, well done, Ruffy. Good on you, mate. That's uh, that's huge. <laughs> so, you guys came out for dinners and yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Oh, we, actually, we, we actually went to school together, me and uh, Ruffy in Ballarat. Jeez. Old Damascus College. What's he like? Is he a reasonably intelligent bloke? Uh, he was probably. I think he's a bit younger than me, so he's probably two or three years under me. So, um, well, not really too sure to be honest. If he's anything like you, I'd be getting me fees back. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, you'd surely have chipper covered. <laughs> the glass of water on the table in front of that chipper covered. <laughs> so, so that's a bit ass. Uh, Come from a bloke that throws a bloody meter more and he threw his legs. That's coming still, from him. Come on, mate, move on, please. Just talk about my match winner against the same team, same end of the ground. Funnily enough, um, first time on the podcast we spoke about Luke Bruce. I think a lot of Hawks fans know you as a football, the, the smart, the crumbing forward, kicks goals, goes in the midfield at times. Um, but but not a lot about Luke Bruce the person. So give give people an insight into yourself. Punky and and uh, yeah, what you like to do away from footy? Yeah, so uh, love my golf. Um, so most Wednesdays or most days off, you'll probably find me down at Huntingdale or one of the golf courses around Melbourne. Um, normally with a few teammates uh, in tow and and having a whack. Uh, studying a bachelor of commerce at university, so something similar to what you did, Fitz. Just it, finished. Just yeah. finished. Yeah. So I've got. Don't get much out of it, do you? Got a job. <laughs> Helps a little bit. Write a few emails. Hopefully you can do the same for me. So I've got three subjects to go of that. Um, so I should uh, graduate at the end of next year. It's exciting. I had to go and get uh, talk to the dean at Swinburne to get um, my 11th year of study ticked off. Because you meant, meant to finish your meant degree in 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, right. So I was a little bit nervous about uh, actually just doing all this work for nothing, but Luckily, surely you will be flat. No, mate, sorry. Did you find a, can't find a footy for <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've been a bit busy, so um, they were like they were happy with that. So, ticked that off a couple of weeks ago, and I'll uh, I'll graduate next year. Um, just finished a nice renovation in Malvern East. So, for the last two and a half years, that has taken up a significant portion of my time outside footy. Um, so if anyone listening who wants to renovate, I'd say don't. <laughs> That's inspirational. Yeah, it's, don't uh, do it. No, nah, obviously the finished product is awesome and, and we're loving living there at the moment. But yeah, the two and a half year process to to go through it all was uh, was pretty heavy and um, plenty of decisions to make and councils to get through and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, obviously stoked with it now, but... Got a decent de- size debt on there <laughs> that we need to, to get down as well. So who uh, who made all the decisions? Was it you or your lovely Mrs. Oh, Ant? Anything uh, anything cosmetic was all her, and everything else was was pretty much me. So um, we did learn out learn through the process that I'm quite I'm a visual person, so I can um, imagine things in spaces and all that sort of stuff. And she's definitely not. So we'd have to drive to Malvern and stand in the room and sort out what was going where and, and what walls were going to go here and whatnot. So that was a bit of a process, but... Um, I, reckon, yeah, it was I all, reckon she would have made all the decisions anyway. No. Nah. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Every <laughs> single one of them. Everyone. <laughs> no, nah, nah, she was good. She was handy throughout the whole process. So. Um, she was good. I'm sure she'd be happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, um, what, what, what would you think, Jack? Um, Luke lo- does love his golf. Um would you think he's like a big hitter or well, looking at him more, <laughs> do you think like he's, what would his uh, golf game be like? I'd, I'd liken Luke's, I'm not, as you know, I'm not a golfer, so I haven't seen the boys, and, and I'd liken Luke's golf game to his footy game. So very crafty and not bad short game and, and good out of the 
out of the bunkers. He's, but, he's uh, very good. I he's wouldn't good. imagine he'd be able to hit it out of sight. <laughs> yeah, Man, he cost me a stick from that. I he, don't have uh, biceps like Big Chippy over here. So. He hits the middle very, pretty much all the time, but uh, yeah, it's only about 180 up the gap. Oh, so. <laughs> I've, got, I've got plenty more length these days, Chippy. Uh, yeah. Um, no, he's pretty good at the golf course. So yeah, I just punk. imagine very accurate. We've got a good story from yeah. from golf though, from Barnburgle this year. I'm not sure. Please share. It I'm not sure we've done, but go again. We, uh, I don't think I've caught up with you, Fitzy, about it. You, you'll enjoy the story. So, uh, second round down in, so we play three rounds. Second round down in Barnburgle. I'm leading clubhouse lead after after two rounds by about six Stalford points over Isaac and eight over Jared Ruffhead. And there was a little bit of sabotage. Oh no. In, in the sports <laughs> bar. Funny. So there was a couple of uh, brown lemonades that were laced with vodka. Oh, no. <laughs> and so you can imagine my night uh. ended quite abruptly <laughs> <laughs> with, with me in bed quite early uh, and a sore head the next morning. So my first five holes in, on the last morning were nearly non-existent, which meant that Jared Ruffhead came storming back to, to level it up. So the last... Probably 10 holes were pretty even, so I still had the chance to win it, but Big Rough ended up draining a pretty good putt on the last hole to, to knock me off. But I do have a few questions for multiple members of our crew. Would, would you like to name names? Uh, well... I can tell who it was. <laughs> um, we, the bartender was in on it. Right. And so he may or may not have released all the names to me. So right. I've got a. I've got a good what list of guys. I walked out yeah. of the restaurant and there's a bit of a garden out the front of the restaurant and Punky's face down in the garden asleep. <laughs> so, Punky. Uh, yeah. meant to be on a nice mid-season getaway. And you, uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't his fault. As far as I'm concerned, Punk, it might be a bit hard line, but much like the Asada, you know, you're responsible for what goes into your body and, and there are no excuses. So at the end of the day, um, if you're... <laughs> If you're not aware of, of, of the extra supplements in your alcohol, supplements in this case being vodka, well, as far as I'm concerned, it's no holds barred and bad luck to you. Well, we, did leave, play the, on. we did leave the sports bar, and I've looked over, and I'm like, what is wrong with this bloke? <laughs> like, he was on another level, and everyone's like, oh, I'm not sure. And a few guys are like, ah, oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's our fault. Well, I, I know I can't drink, but uh, it did make me feel better when they told me about lunchtime the next day that they were laced. So, so they did come clean. They yeah. did come clean yeah. um, after I'd lost the lost the championship and and, and can you that. throw some names out there so the fans can get an idea of, of who the less trustworthy teammates are? Yeah, well I can throw some numbers out there. There's uh, 19 and 26 and two and 39 and who's uh, 18. More in Gunston than the main instigators, I think. Tim yeah. Moore. There, there is a little bit Jack of rivalry Gunston. between you and Jack Gunston. Almost everything that you do, yeah. um, similar age, similar game profile. <laughs> sort of come to the club well, he obviously was at Adelaide first but sort of start playing for the club at a similar time whether it be shots at goals or golf or you yep. name it there's a bit of a rivalry between you and Gunnar isn't there there is yeah and uh, from his life membership speech I got a little one up on up, up on him uh, when I, I said that he loves to come second to me so he's <laughs> I think he's still waiting for his right of reply there but uh, yeah definitely a huge rivalry with Jack and um, yeah it's a healthy Healthy rivalry, I think. It sounds like uh, him getting you drunk at Barn Bugle might have been his, <laughs> yeah. his right of reply in itself. He's wacky. True. And, and you're also doing some assistant coaching, is that right? Yeah, so um, over the last couple of months, just starting to head down to the Hawthorne women's side. So um, probably in the next little phase of my life, I probably need to work out what the transition out of the game is going to look like. So obviously I said before about the commerce degree, but there's also that side of me with it. 
I just want to explore coaching and see whether it's for me. So, um, yeah, no better place than to go down there and uh, try and help the girls out and teach them a few things that I've learned over the journey. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Chief, anything else for Punk before we move uh, on? So, being out training the girls and that, who do you think would be the best player down there? Who would be? Yeah. Um, so, we got, well, Phoebe, who's been on this uh, who's been on this podcast. Um, yeah. Is she any good? She's pretty good. Um, We've got Perkins, who's in the forward line. So, she kicked a couple of cracking snaps when I was down training that I was pretty, pretty impressed with. Um, so, yeah, there's a few down there that are starting to get some skill and um, probably takes, yeah, a little while. Like, I tried to do a vacuum drill and a few other more advanced drills that we, we did. And once you break it down and, I guess, teach them the concepts, they start to really take hold. So, um, I had Paddy Hill message me and said that he's got a nice vacuum um, vacuum lead that he can show me on vision. So, vision. pretty bit of a proud coaching moment for me. Now, Punky, <coughs> I have just called you Punky. Yes. There are a lot of fans out there who don't know how you got the nickname. Can you please elaborate on that for the listeners? Yeah, so first drill at the Hawks, uh, I was uh, doing it with Chance Bateman and Michael Osborne, so two older guys at the time, and uh, they started calling me Punky straight away when I was doing endpoints with them, and I sort of obviously raised my eyebrows and gave them a bit of a funny look, and they obviously said, you got no idea who it is, so get up to the computers and Google it and find out where it comes from, so um, yeah. Went up, Googled it, thought they were calling me a girl with pigtails and skinny kid that was <laughs> was no good. So um, it was obviously, yeah, from my last name and um, it's stuck ever since. So Yeah, right. So P- Punky Bruce, is that what you're talking Punky about? Punky Bruce, yeah. And there, there will be people who don't know who or what Punky Bruce is. I've got no idea so, Punky Bruce yeah. is. 1980s cartoon character. Right. I can get a photo up. Chip, you'll enjoy this. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to spend time on the podcast waiting for you to download the photo, are we? <laughs> Unless you've got one at the ready. Uh, it won't what, be long these days. Whilst so. you're looking, um, some of the, the okay. best... Okay. A bit of what, in looks? She's, yeah, probably looks. Got, she's probably got bigger arms than you, <laughs> I'd say. Still probably knows. hits it longer on a golf course <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what are the, some of the best, funniest or, or weird nicknames that you've had in your time in footy? Um, or who's currently got the most random nickname? All those kind of, all those kind of questions. Uh, Trevor O'Meara has got the ra- most random one that at the moment. So, yeah. Clarko is always a, uh, a nickname. A good, yeah, yeah, good one to come up with random nicknames. So, Trevor O'Meara just popped out of his head one day. Um, I reckon he must, Trev. I reckon he forgot who he was. He just called him Trev. Hey Trevor. And now he's calling Trevor Mira. Trevor Mira. And then the other one on the weekend uh, was he calls Strato Snoop. Right. Which has been yeah. ongoing for a little while. And he, on the weekend he called him Scoopy. Scoopy. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so that's another that's one. That, yeah. So this is that's good feedback though. Any future yeah. draftees to the footy club oh, or, yeah. or players currently playing at Box Hill who if you're worried that the senior coach doesn't know your name, it's okay because you everyone know knows Strato is his yeah. favourite and he's even getting the club, captain of the club by the wrong name. Exactly right. So. There, there were strong rumours that um, when Blake Hardwick got to the club and everyone started calling him Dimmer, that was very Clarko-inspired. So he already had uh, Dimmer Hardwick from Richmond and it just didn't confuse him in his head so he didn't keep calling him by the wrong name. Very strong yeah. rumours about that. I have no idea, to be honest. Well, well, let's roll with it. Makes anyway. sense, yeah. yeah. You, Makes you sense. Roll with, mate. Chip, do <laughs> you want to roll with how you got Chip? Um, yeah, I'd no idea. So I um, actually walked into the club 
at Melbourne my first day when I was 18 uh, with Jude by my side. Old mum walked, in, walked me into the club. That Very was nice. awkward in itself. Um, and all the boys was on the side training and uh, I'm just walking past. So they're all out there, I'm walking past and then they all start yelling at me. I'm like, what's going on here? They're like, chip, 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 chip. I was like, oh yeah, g'day. What's going on? <laughs> Give him a wave, and then yeah, I just worked out that they called me Chip because of, of Spud. So pretty little little Spud. Yeah, pretty, being a Chip, pretty boring, really. Yeah, mm, nothing too, nah. nothing too exciting. Nah, pretty boring. Yeah, right. Mm. Okay. What, what what fits he? Uh, don't know. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> what about Gonzo or Gonzo's Pido? Big Beak or Big Beak's just not even a nickname. It's just a sledge. Big Frittata was self-titled <laughs> on Mad Monday once. Big Frittata. Got around referring to myself in the third person, which took on you, a little you bit. You get called a bit of like, but you know, it's so big. A little bit. Yeah, but give me a nickname that's actually related to it. Big Beak. Big Beak's not a nickname. <laughs> it's just <laughs> so hey, sometimes Big Beak. call you like... It'd right. be like me calling you Gap Tooth. Yeah, that's fair. Or Blockhead. Actually, you get Blockhead. I got Blockhead a little bit. Yeah, I do. Pinhead. Pinhead. <laughs> Pinhead. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I Blockhead and Pinhead. And then it's both opposite, so I don't get it. You call Liam Shields Boxhead. That's pretty funny. Yeah, he's got a fair Boxhead on him. <laughs> it does look like a box. <laughs> we might uh, need to get him on to get him right to reply. Actually, uh, Pungy's got a tin ass. He, they call him tin ass a fair bit because he's just a fluke at everything. Yeah. So do you think he's good at everything or is he just fluke at all? Fluke. Because you are one of those annoying people, Punky, that you're a very considered nice human being and everything about you just looks like there's a method behind it and then no matter what we take out whether it be table tennis basketball you just seem to be quite good at all of it he's not very good at table tennis oh Chipper <laughs> Chipper is the worst pong player at the club but I've, I've beaten you consistently no you have not yes, I have. if you got Blake Har- Dimmer Hardwick on this podcast and asked about luck in table tennis he would go to town on how lucky I get on the... You are very lucky. Right. Because yeah. I, I hit the reckon... all the time, flicks over the other side. Maybe it's planned. Exactly. Like, I'm yeah. like, I aim for the edge. So then he, he hits like... Is, is that not a coincidence? Like, I, I would have thought... It's that... skill that I'm hitting the edge. Yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm going close to the line. Like Rafa and um, Joker and all that, they try and hit lines. Have you just compared yourself to... <laughs> Rafa and Joker on the table? No, it was a very good, uh, very good game last night. Did you watch all the sport last night, Fitz? I didn't watch it all. I've got a real job I have to get to these days, Punky. But uh, I, I've been well across it all morning. And Jeez, a, a big 12 hours in England, that's huge, for sure. Huge. Grand Prix, cricket, tennis. Netball World Cups on it. Netball moment. and the Scottish Open. Mm. Yeah. Bizarre. Bizarre. It's sort of... Your, your ping-pong game, it sort of alludes on to, to dribble kicks. Yeah. Um, now... As I said, you are you are very good with your touch and around the greens on the golf course. Yeah, um, yeah, you you're very good with your touch. As I said, um, good repeating yourself. <laughs> and um, that was a James Frawley type question. Uh, now you had a dribble file incident though. With you're normally quite good with your dribble kicks. Yes. Was it on the weekend? Um, Did you? No, it was. Well, talk us through it. So it was it was game two hundred. Yep. Collingwood, um, city end of the ground. I, I would normally back myself in in that situation to run in further. Um, Quainor was first game up, not really sure how fast he is. So end up probably taking a couple of steps, end up running to my right and then trying to skid it through, which Jason Dunstall confirmed was okay. And then it just, yeah, end up dribbling to the left of the post. Because I was skidding it though, I didn't try and, try and dribble it. So I got away with one. Maybe if I had tried the dribble, it would have been a goal. So either way, you stuffed it up. Yeah. Is the moral of the story. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Correct. Um, 
players prefer doing dribble kicks. It is quite popular. Yeah. Um, do you consider them more reliable? How much do you practice them? And on Jason Dunstall, he's quite <laughs> verbally against them. Yeah. Does, does help when you can get 1,250 goals with a drop punt. That yeah. you know, we all can't do that. But uh, do you agree with what his thought process is on the dribble kick? I. Oh, obviously, we work on it a lot, and Clarko put a lot of time into me early days to make sure my grip was right and all that sort of stuff. I used to always hold it like a snap. He now gets you to hold it like a torpedo, and there's all these different things that go into it. So I think if you're within a couple of steps of the boundary line and there's no one in the goal square, then you go for the dribble. And I think the guy in the goal square is the key. Um, if there's anyone where within vicinity of the goal square and they think or you think that they can get a hand on it, then there's no way you should be trying to a dribble dribble kick. So they're the ones that I probably laugh at the most, is that if anyone's near the goal square and you're trying that, then... Was like the one Izzy did against <laughs> Isaac A guy might... standing on the line and he's trying to dribble kick it and he just picked it up and walked it out. <laughs> Isaac's <laughs> against, in funny. the same game may have been one of the funniest dribbles I've seen. Yeah, that was quite funny. That, when they don't come <laughs> off, they are very but humorous. But yeah. the guy was standing on the line yeah. and he tried to dribble it through him. Yeah. Like, Talk, happen, speaking mate? of luck, Will Langford has had two, I think. Yeah. One, the drawn game. Granny. Ga- granny yeah. And then the drawn game against Giants where he got the most lucky bounce yep. to, to jump the goalkeeper and and score the goal. So, And he'd try and claim that he meant it. Too, yeah. like no oh, chance he meant it. 100% chip. But probably not your area of expertise, the dribble kick. Oh, he he does rate himself in front of goals, though. Oh, he rates himself in everything. He rates his leg. I'm, in, a, I'm a good kicker goal. You are a consistent kicker goal. Yes. Consistently good or bad? Good. No, he just knows his little shape. He just hits those little fades. He yeah. gets into me about my golf game, just hitting it short and well, straight. He does the I same. I think fifty metres. Well. <laughs> Any further than that, he does the I same. I don't know how shots are going. Anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, I'd triple whatever doesn't even phase me. Fits. Yeah, right. I'm not going to really do many of them. So I just want to, I just want to punch the ball. Yeah, and... right, right hand, left hand, spoil. <laughs> as basic as it gets for a defender. Yeah. How often do you put into that chip? What? Pretending to punch something. Uh, not very often. Good chat. <laughs> well, Punky, thank you for joining us. We've run out of time here. Uh, you've been great. Some good insight into to you, the footballer, and, and you, the person. So you'll be welcome back onto the podcast any time. I know Phoebe's ready to join us shortly, and she'll be more than happy to hear the pump up you just gave her, uh, which we will talk to her about shortly. So, Luke Bruce, thanks for being on Fist and Chips. Thanks, Punk. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We're back for the second part of Fits and Chips, and we're joined by, uh, as the lady that was just given a good pump up by our old guest, Luke Bruce, we're joined by Phoebe Fig Jam McWilliams. <laughs> Phoebe, thanks for coming back on Fits and Chips. How are you? This might be my last episode after that introduction. Oh, it's a great introduction. <laughs> we did, I just spoke about how there's no modesty that comes from you, and, and frankly, we love it. So We, we, we actually like asked Punky, we said after being down training a few times, who has impressed you? And he said you. Yeah. So you must be spot on with your own self-critique. Yeah. So I'm the best. Knowing how good you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's very nice of him. I'll have to um, make sure I return some sort of favour down at training. Yeah, Give yeah. him a bit of a pump up for his dribble goals. Yeah, nice. Best coach you've had or something like that. Yeah, better than Paddy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Punky Paddy doesn't give you give a, the MVP. A, a MVP. So it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes a difference. So how are the, the AFLW girls going, Phoebe? Oh, we're a bit flat <clears throat> this week. Uh, we had a draw. Draw. Um, we probably could have won. Well, 
definitely could have. Sure. We let them back into the game and, yeah, it was a bit of a disappointing game. Right. Which, who did you play? Um, we played against Carlton out at La Trobe University. Uh, big ground, very windy. Mm, um, shocking weekend. Probably contributed to my three points that I kicked in the Ooh. first quarter. Oh, no. So, yeah. yeah, may have lost in the game. If so, if you three straight, you would have won yeah. the MVP, yeah, we for sure. <laughs> you gotta, if you're going to talk the talk, you've got to walk the walk, Phoebe. You can't be promising the world and delivering an atlas. As soon as I missed, I was like, oh, that's going to come up in the podcast. Three times as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. No, in the I'm first not. quarter, did you say? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Have, we, have we got the MVP three for this week? Was it a good feature? No. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there are going to be some serious issues with Paddy. <laughs> He's, he's, he needs to get the sack, I think, Fatty. Yeah. He just needs to, you know, real recognise is real, isn't that what they say these days? So where are you on the ladder? We are eighth. Okay. Which, um, yeah, we were six last week, so it's a top six, so now yep. we're out of... Um, How many games to go? There's five. Oh, so still yeah. a chance. Still a finals, chance. Yeah. I think yep. Perko told me this morning we've got to win three of five. Mm, is Perko back or is she still out? Yeah, she's back. She played on the weekend. Yep. Kicked a nice goal. That'll do. Yeah. We get some points off Perko to kick some snags. Yep. Eh, yeah. Kick straight. <laughs> She'd love that. It's not that hard. <laughs> not that hard. And how about the VFL boys? They had a win. They came from behind. Um, apparently, it was very windy down in Frankston. Um, in the first quarter, I think they were down by 43 points. Mm. Yeah. Good comeback. 40, um, 44 to 1. Yeah. It could be. It could have been very windy down it was, Frankston, yeah. you know. But still, 44 to 1 is a fair, fair way. comeback. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair yeah. smashing. Uh, the netballers? Netballers, three from three. Three Jeez. from three. Yeah, they're stoked with themselves. Um, oh, they they're played, Phoebe, are they? Yeah, <laughs> they're MVP this week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they beat Peninsula Waves um, and their Div 1 team, which is going quite well, they're third on the ladder. They won by 30 goals. Jeez, that's, that's a lot good. whopping in their that balls. Is that's a smashing <laughs> in any way, shape or form. The wheelchair team. Wheelchair. So they won two games in a row and that was their first two ever wins. Mm. Um, so they're feeling pretty confident, but they just went down to Richmond by four points. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they nearly sick. had a hat trick of wins after not winning for a whole season. Well, they're still going right then. Yeah. Well, you could still be happy with that. They're off the bottom of the ladder. They're fourth now. Okay. Have, you, have you worked out um, the blind? Have you actually worked out how the game works yet? No, no. but I okay. did check the score from last yeah. week. Talk to us. Talk to us. <laughs> was 151 to 1. Oh, oh that's, that's a walloping. <laughs> we lost. But Yeah, yeah we lost. Yeah, yeah. But we we'll be playing again, again this weekend, um, this Saturday. 151 to 1 is a walloping. <laughs> Look, obviously, you know, it's not, not ideal to be to be losing by 150 points, but uh, I'm sure... At least they scored. Yeah. Let, let's hope for next week they can kick a goal. Or yeah. F- yeah. Fingers crossed. I'm pretty sure it was Sebi that kicked that was point. It? Yeah. Right. So. Sebi will have a crack. I reckon he, uh, yeah. he come around uh, to training a few times and uh, he's a pretty aggressive young fella. He's, Is he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's funny. He's uh, very funny. All right. Well, Phoebe, thank you very much for coming in and giving us the Around the Grounds update. I still think that, uh, you know, the 150-point loss isn't ideal, but it's pretty inspirational what the blind team are doing and the wheelchair team as well. So do the Hawks take on the top of the ladder Cats on Sunday at the MCG? Um, we'll go in as the underdogs, but as everyone knows, these games can throw up some uh, huge surprises and, and really close results. So uh, anything can happen. To be, uh, hopefully the, the guys can get up. Sunday is also a huge day of footy because the VFL and VFLW have a double header against the Tigers at Box Hill Oval. Is that correct? Yeah, that'll be a really good game, actually. 
How were Richmond going um, in the VFLW? Yeah, they're doing really well, but then they um, had a, quite a big loss on the weekend to Melbourne Uni. They lost by really? about 70 points. Ooh. So they'll be looking to bounce back, and so will we. That was cold. Fiery game. I was, game. I was actually game. there yesterday. That was where we played Richmond as the curtain raiser to the VFLW. Curtain raiser, yeah, the, the Richmond VFL team are going well, so it's a good challenge for Box Hill. Yep. We're starting to find some form at the right time of the year, and hopefully we can uh, get back into the top six, Phoebe. Fingers crossed. And you can get back onto the MVP yeah, And board. kick a few goals. No, that, more, no more points. Between the big ones is my <laughs> yeah. advice. Uh, yeah, so Hawthorne, Hawthorne Women, 11.30am, Box Hill Hawks at 2pm. And David Mero, this is an incredible achievement. 150 VFL games chip. That doesn't happen too often these days with... More, you know, money of local yeah, footy and people getting yeah. drafted and injuries and all those kinds of things. So, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I think uh, it's, a great, uh, it's a great effort by Miz. Um, been picked up at Hawthorne a couple of years ago and played a few games at AFL, which he's uh, always had a dream to do, and, and uh, he's accomplished that. And, um, yeah, getting back to play a VFL in his 150th game, um, yeah, as you said, he went off for a lot of money out in the country somewhere, but um, yeah, I guess he bleeds uh, the Box Hill colours, uh, brown and gold, mate, and... Um, yeah, good luck to him on the weekend. Be good of us to pump him up for his 150th VFL game, and he got selected for Hawthorne. <laughs> well, he, he might. I think he played pretty well on the weekend, so there's a chance. Yeah, well, he might be stuck on 149 for a little while yet. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fig Jam, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Fig. Chipper, <laughs> thank you once again. It's been a pleasure, and uh, that's all we've got time for on Fits and Chips. Thanks, Fitz.